everyone, and welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Austin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, hello. Happy to be back in the chair. It's been a whole week of video games. Uh, I played for like six days of one video game we're not even going to talk about, so it should be interesting. <laughs> but you know I my know, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if I should put it on the overlay or not, because I thought we would probably touch on it. So guys, Ryan... Is totally obsessed with Frostpunk. I keep like waking up to text messages and stuff that's like, oh my god, I just can't beat blah blah blah. Like <laughs> it was Winter Home. It was uh there was the, the final scenario that they added outside of that's Endless the Mode. The DLC one, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, it was the mode that tested all of your like resource management and your gut wrenching decisions. And I'd get like the 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 fir- it's about the city that basically gets torn apart. So like three quarters of the buildings are rubble. So you have to clear them in order to build, you know, more buildings and rebuild society. And then there's like, the buildings are scattered very strategically. So at the start, you have to like get discontent below 25% and hope above 50%. So you got to like go hardcore religion and just like church the shit out of people. (laughs) And it's just, and then all the while you're like balancing uh, trying to collect resources because once you get past the first stage, so I I tried to beat it like three or four times, and each time I'd I'd learn like, oh yeah, I guess at the very beginning I have to make sure I'm collecting as much coal as possible and as much food and as much steel as possible, all all the while to prepare for this evacuation of of this doomed city, and it just it's these new mechanics on top of the, you know the, the the mechanics you've come to enjoy from Frostpunk and. Right. And man, it was just so stressful. And when I finally beat it, I'm like, I'm not even touching endless mode. I've I put 30 <laughs> hours into the game in the last two weeks. And I don't ask me how I did that. I have no idea, but it was a lot of late nights. And I'm not even going to touch endless mode because I will just not stop playing that game. Uh, I'm so glad that you finally like got in there, gave it a try, and then loved it as much as I thought you would. That oh, makes me so happy. <laughs> that game's so good. And honestly, folks, if uh, the next time it goes on sale or even not, I think it's it's still a, a very budget game. You can go in and pick it up, and there's so much to do in there. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it in 2019. And I, I really do hope it's paid DLC because they've they've done a lot of free updates, and, and those devs deserve to uh, be rewarded for that work. So, yeah. Hopefully, some very true. So, I am I am so glad that you're enjoying it. But mm. uh, that's not the only thing that you played this week. So, uh, you jumped into one of Jim's top ten games. Yeah, this is a bit of a a tradition uh, going on. This is our second year now where Jim has given us his top ten list, and one of those games on that list was Florence. If you remember last year, it was Doki Doki Reading Club or something. And literature it, club yeah literature club yeah re- Which club. i still haven't played jim i'm so sorry yeah. i know i owe you a stream i owe ryan a stream i owe everybody a stream i still haven't played it but i do i intend to get to it eventually <laughs> i will admit though like after that episode where we talked about doki doki literature club and i recommended it i felt kind of ill for the next couple days because i was like oh god i can't believe i like publicly recommended the game and then like joss is gonna play it and she's gonna hate me and jim forever because it's it's not a. It's such a weird game, but but this one, this one uh, that was on his top ten list this year uh, is Florence, an iOS game uh, that you can pick up. I th- I think it's iOS exclusive, so I guess uh, you're not on iOS anymore. So I guess no, maybe it is I have Android. Android. I don't know. I didn't check. I don't have my phone here. It's upstairs, so I can't check right now. But 
Yeah, so this one's uh is an is a different sort of type of game. It's very much a a phone game in the sense that you wouldn't be able to do some of the puzzles and mechanics they've implemented on other systems. They'd have to completely change the game for that. Okay. And it's a it's a bit of a it's a story experience. It's there's some game elements in there. But not to the point where you're like, oh, I remember that time when that super duper game element came up and, and I that's game of the year. You know, it's more about the entirety of the experience as you're playing. I, I played it all in one sitting. I, I literally just put headphones in, laid on the couch and I played this game. And it's, I'd say, a good hour to maybe an hour and a half of an experience. And okay. it was about four, it was $4 Canadian. So it's not, it's not, you know... It's not expensive, but it is a shorter game. And if you're the type of person who wants to have hours of content for every dollar you put into a product, then this might not be for for everyone. But it's it's short. It's interesting. It's about a you know. A, I feel a, like before. Sorry, just mm-hmm. before we get too far away from the idea of price points and mm-hmm. game and stuff. Like I feel like there's a, a certain threshold for me. It's around like the five dollar range at like four ninety nine, like mobile title stuff where. It's still a low enough price that I don't start thinking how much time I'm going to get out of it. It's yeah. like, ah, it's only five bucks. Like, I'll give it a shot. And if I get an hour out of it, great. If I get, you know, 20 hours out of it, awesome. But uh, as soon as you start to hit around like the $10 range, it's kind of yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, do I want to pay $10 for a one hour experience? Probably not. Like, but I feel like $5 and under is kind of like a time stops mattering at five dollars and under and then it's just yeah. like what does it offer me in terms of gameplay or story i think it's appropriately priced in terms of you know it's a, it's a very artistic type game it's a very zone out game so if you want like you can kind of stick around for certain you know elements of the story to listen to the soundtrack and it's got a great you know mellow soundtrack and you're right like it's under five bucks it's appropriately priced i think it was if it was any higher it would have it would have gotten to the range of like i don't know guys this one's hard to mm-hmm. recommend but it's also a very specific type of experience. It's about uh, this young woman, I think, you know, mid-20s. Uh, her name is Florence. And it's about her, like, life and a, and a relationship that she, you know, starts and it, it goes from there. And it's a complete story of that relationship, that specific relationship she has. And it's, a, it's you know, without getting, you know, into spoilers of a one hour, uh, you know, experience, uh, <laughs> it, the puzzle, the gameplay mechanics, the way it works, it's split into like 17 or 18 chapters and you're kind of scrolling through, but it is. So basically it's like a, a moving comic pane and, and things are kind of moving back and forth and you're kind of scrolling through on your phone, experiencing and moving the story forward. Occasionally there will be interactive moments where you're kind of like, um, you know, she's an artist, so you're kind of like painting across the screen to reveal to reveal a sketch. Uh, or oh, you're, okay. You're you're piecing puzzle pieces together to form a conversation. So a really interesting moment early on in the game is when you start this relationship. It's your first date, and it's to simple it's to symbolize like conversation on your uh, at the very beginning of your first date. So the puzzle pieces are really hard to fit together, and it takes you more time, and then it's over time it symbolizes like oh you this is this conversation is becoming much more easier as you're getting more comfortable so they did some very interesting things here and again like as you go forward in the game it's just a very different experience very short and but also just 
worth experiencing if you're if you're into these type of type of titles you know um very bite-sized which i love because i was able to do it in in a in an evening which was nice to be able to do that so florence i i agree jim pretty great game not my top 10 but it was good but yeah that's good well and that's what i always find with jim's recommendations is that like there's the general gaming like triple a game of the year top five to ten lists and then there's like usually our five to ten lists which are somewhere in between like a mix of the lesser known stuff and the triple a stuff and then there's jim who is just like off in his own corner of the gaming world and totally picking things that are like he does he does and he finds all these little gems that just you know like i never uh, most of his list by the time he compiles it at the end of the year i haven't heard of nine out of ten of them (laughs) i like to sample off the gym you know i'm at the restaurant it's like i'm not gonna look at the wine list i'm gonna look at the gym list and pick something oh i haven't tried this before and i'm gonna try it and funny enough uh, i don't think this game was on his list but I did see an opportunity to pick up Yakuza Zero uh, over the Humble Bundle monthly for this upcoming month. So at some point, I promise, Jim, I will play a Yakuza game and we will talk about it on the show. The return of a conversation that starts with, yeah, this is really super Japanese. So like that's probably going to happen in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so look forward to that as well. So... You played Frostpunk, you played Florence, mm-hmm. and there's one other title that you actually dipped your toe into this week that was something I recommended, but then I dropped pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But then we were talking after the game last last week, or after the Gamers in last week, and you totally blew my mind with something about Beholder 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing Beholder 2 as well. I, pay, I mentioned last week I picked it up on the Steam sale uh, based on your recommendation. And I, I like the first one, too. Uh, it turns out one of the main criticisms I think we had when we talked about it last was that you couldn't fast travel. There was a lot of, like, yes. walking back and forth. And I said, like, oh, wait, you can totally fast travel. You just open the map and you click on the rooms. And as long as you clear security, like, you can't cheat the game by bypassing security... As long as you click on rooms, once you've cleared security, you can jump between rooms and, and save yourself having to, to walk back and forth. And, and uh, yeah, game changer. <laughs> so, yeah, well, because that was the biggest. So I think I mentioned on the game uh, Gamers in before that I got into Beholder 2. I got probably like a week, like five to seven days worth of time I had spent in the game, um, like in game time, not yeah. real time, in game time. And, you know, I'd I'd navigated through a bunch of conversations. I'd found a bunch of collectibles. And then I got the game into a state where I had a save game where I only had one option, which was essentially walk out of the ministry with, or walk out or walk in? No, walk out with a whole ton of drugs in my pocket. And (laughs) so as soon as I went through the detector, then they were like, oh, you're going to jail. And I failed. So oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, well, I, I basically need to, um, because there was, there was nothing else I could do. I was out of everything. I, there was, yeah. So I didn't want to restart my save game again because I thought I had to do the running back and forth. Like I ran back and forth through those opening three or four rooms like every single day. <laughs> and it's just like, it was like loading, 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 run, 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 loading, loading, loading. And 
it was so frustrating. And I was like, I don't want to do that all over again. I don't want to play these first five days all over again, running back and forth through all these rooms a hundred times. Right. Had I known there was fast travel, I totally would have been well, <laughs> more, and... more likely to restart my game and try to actually figure it out and finish right. it. <laughs> but when you failed, and I failed a couple times, even by accident, where I realized to solve one of the puzzles, uh, I think I needed a, a screwdriver or something to open one of the vending machines. And the screwdriver turned out to be in one of the, the workers' desks. And as soon as you take something, and I don't know if you can change this, but as soon as you steal something, you can hack into anybody's computer and no one bats an eyelash. But the yeah. second you steal something from someone's desk, security, oh, you're on camera. What are you doing? Uh, that's a violation. <laughs> now it only costs like it's a $400 fine. But still, like, it, it, was, a, it was a bit backwards, but... Um, I failed a couple times where uh, I went to jail because I couldn't pay the fine and I didn't have enough authority to, to do. I, I, I think I had, I had gotten the promotion at the time, <laughs> so I beat the first <laughs> level and then I, yeah. I had forgot I had like contraband in my inventory, which you can use to get people <laughs> fired. Um, uh. I don't know how, but uh, <laughs> basically I walked out of the security gate because in order to advance in your promotion, you have to go home for the day. <laughs> So you lose all your authority when you get a, when you get a promotion. So I'm walking out the door. I just got a promotion and I've got like some like foreign watch in my inventory. And uh, yeah, the guy's like, you're going to jail because you can't pay the fine and you have no authority to kind of like say, hey, you can't arrest me. So but as soon as you fail, it kicks you back to what I felt like was a was a save point where you could then fix the mis the mistake or at least find a way out of that problem but I can kind of see some moments where you've gone down a path too far that you feel you, you, you might want to start over. Um, yeah. Because when I was playing before I got my promotion, I found that the bill started to pile up, you know, and I realized the worst part of these game, this game is it's, it's the mini game. It's the, it's the papers, please knock off of listening to the person talk and doing the the forms and trying mm -hmm. to get them right that was not fun after a while at, at first i thought it was interesting and then by the time i was trying to finish the first level that mini game was no longer interesting or fun i, I actually okay. i found it kind of boring um so once you get your promotion do mm -hmm. you not like are you given like a new mini game to do or do you always have to go back to those windows oh no yeah and that's the thing is like when i when i got the promotion it had been after trying to uh keep keep afloat and pay my bills so i'd i'd often have to go in and do one or two uh one or two Rounds shifts of, yeah yeah to be able to pay my bills and i found and i wasn't sure what else to do i just had to keep progressing the days until i could get my until i could play dr love between the two characters so they so it's a, yeah and that was a whole thing but it took <laughs> so many days so i had to keep paying my bills so i had to go in and like basically like do work which was yeah not fun um but no once you go to the second level it it is interesting you actually do move up in the ministry and they give you like the next phase of the job but that job was also not very interesting it's just it's oh, more okay. paperwork it's uh basically instead of you listening to which people, is kind of which is actually kind of part of the feel of yeah, the game though like i wouldn't necessarily want some fast-paced super fun colorful cool mini game to do because that doesn't really fit with the feeling like the whole no. feeling is supposed to be you are in this like dystopian 
totalitarian regime place. You work for the government. Everything is gray. Everything is like dreary. Your life is terrible. Like mm -hmm. those are the feelings you're supposed to get as, as a player in Beholder. I mean, whether that is your your jam or not is a different thing. But like it's meant to to make you feel like that. It's meant yeah. to be um, slightly challenging, but mostly mind numbing. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like if you're being if you if you look at Papers Please, which I enjoyed every moment of, and and it is basically a roguelike. Like once you die, you start over. And I had no problem with that because I did enjoy uh, the the gameplay. You're right. There is that balance of like. It is monotony. It is work, but there's enough gameplay to it where you're interesting, where you're interested in it. And I felt like the first mini game was a lot of guesswork. The second mini game was also a lot of guesswork. It's basically like you get the form, and you would actually see it. it it's what the form that you print off in the in the, right. in the first level, and you're then processing it further by saying like yeah, this needs to go here, and then we need to do a firing squad, and then we need to shred this document, and then it's good to go. And it's just a bunch of stamping mechanics. Uh, mm. So it's, it, is, it, it is what it is, but I found one thing that I think might come in handy is that it's interesting enough, that, and I also think you won't have to do it a lot because they're actually paying you by form now, So, and they pay you even a small amount even if you get it wrong. So... If you're looking to pay, I just would like to see like a better balance between the bills coming in and the main focus of making money. And I know you're right. Mm -hmm. Like I agree. Like that is that is the game. Like you you have to be able to do the your frustration job. feeling that it gives you is, yeah. is part of the the experience of Beholder. Too, but it, but it was all kind of running together. Like I had played for quite a bit, and I just I kind of grinded out to get to the second level. And the conversations, like new characters are introduced and, and that was kind of a slog as you're trying to like learn everybody and, and listen to the dialogue and stuff. And it, it, uh, it, it just, it kind of got, it kind of got long in the tooth, but still like, I, I find it quite, I find it interesting. Like, I think when they introduce a new cast of characters, that's where I'm most interested in. And I was just, I was kind of hoping that the mini games would just be a little more, a little more fun, like a little more like papers please and that it was like they balance it a little better but you're right like it is a totalitarian government it'd be weird if the work was fun uh, right <laughs> it'd be really weird but then there's other stuff that goes on in the game the, the thing i most enjoyed about the about what i've played so far is the the mechanics of getting promoted where you can literally grind it out and do your time and get promoted or you can like dig up dirt I got one guy thrown out because I, you know, I basically had another coworker trick him into quitting, and then I had, and then my other two coworkers, I, you know, I had them fall in love so that I could, uh, I basically, they basically said, uh, and they asked me, well, what can, what can we do for you? It's like stay out of my way when I go for a promotion, <laughs> and that basically I was opened say, it up. Did you, did you choose to, um, like basically be mean and ruthless? to get your promotion be nice to get your promotion or like work your way it was a balance the one guy that i didn't like uh he i didn't mean to but he ended up going out pretty in a pretty dark way uh but it and i guess it technically was my fault even though i i got someone else to do it um <laughs> it was basically like a revenge story <laughs> so i was like i don't know whatever and then i i at first was trying to i was going to be mean to the to the one guy who was just 
he was head over heels for a, another woman in the yeah, apartment. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, I did give him diarrhea once. Just a game of laxatives <laughs> once, just to kind of put him in his place. But then I did actually have a, a, a change of heart. Uh, although I, I was trying to figure out how to progress the story. And the only option I had was to tell this woman to send her kids to a, an orphanage. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to help me, but clearly I'm stuck. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> And it turns out I just, I, I forgot I had to steal, like, something from someone's desk. So I guess I didn't need oh. to, to <laughs> so make her. you didn't her. need to send the kids to the orphanage? I didn't. So I guess maybe uh. I was pretty ruthless. Uh, yeah, you sounds like. But but love one in the end, really, you know? Yeah. So can <laughs> you... know, you... you'll really get that guy's attention if you don't have any children. Nobody <laughs> wants a single mother. <laughs> no, no. She You're was, terrible, Ryan. It was weird. Like, she was like. I can't take care of my kids anymore and pay the bills and my parents can't do it either. So I, what should I do with my kids? And I'm like, what is this question? And then <laughs> you suggest like, well, you could send it to an orphanage. And the mother's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I'm like, this is the, I can't tell if the writing's bad or this, these people or just amazing. have it really bad. And, yeah. I, and I think you're right. Like it's, it's, uh, it's most of the writing just leans in so hard on the thought that these people who work at this ministry are so gung ho for, for the almighty wise leader and, uh, and any, well, anybody who wouldn't buy it would just wouldn't work there very long. Cause they'd yeah. be, they'd be thrown they'd out a window in front of the firing squad. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I like the game. It's got charm and it, even if the, I don't think the mini games are meant to be the be all end all. And if you get stuck, it's just a matter of remembering that you can like basically break into everything and, and, uh, that's how I progressed. You know, I just, I, I, I had literally not thought that I could uh, break into people's desks, even though I've done it mm. a couple times. So I just, yeah. And, but it's a fun game. I, I really do. I really do like the a majority of it. I just found the mini games when I had nothing else to do, but I still needed to survive the game. Um, the mini games did get a little long in the tooth, but if you're good and not terrible at video games like me, you shouldn't have to worry about doing the monotony of work in Beholder 2. So. Well, I feel like uh, the word, did you find, because there's like information screens that tell you like what each ministry does and things like that mm -hmm. to make those games a little bit easier? Like, did you find you were failing a lot or? Uh, no, like I think, I think there was just, there were moments where. Oh, I... so when, when you said you were bad at video games, you didn't mean the mini games. You meant... No, I meant <laughs> oh, the logic okay. puzzles. Like occasionally, yeah. like I, I did pretty good with a lot of the logic puzzles. Like I was able to set up a party, no problem. Uh, I, I, I got through a couple of different scenarios. I just got hung up on these last two employees. Cause I think I, you can complete certain things before others, which locks out certain options to get your promotion. I highly doubt the game would lock you in a way where you just have to grind it out. However, uh, you should be able to get enough authority from doing a number of things to be able to finish it out, uh, in various ways, whether you're you know, you have different options, but I guess if you do in a specific way, you kind of close out certain options. Um, so basically, because I got rid of one guy first, it eliminated the whole like smuggling um, thing. So there were so because I was figuring I had to smuggle in drugs for this guy because he, he couldn't he couldn't stay calm uh, and he wouldn't take alcohol for it. But I ended up finding out like a pamphlet like you know, talk better to people in 30 new ways or something. And he's like, oh, I'll read this and then I'll be able to talk to her. And 
you 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 just end up doing like the uh the guy in the chair <laughs> type thing so it was uh it, it, i think there are just moments where you just you have to pause and think like okay the solution here isn't to sit down and process forms the solution is elsewhere that's not the game isn't those forms that's just that's just a side that that is literally the side game the main game is like mm. screwing around with your employees to get promotions um, yeah that's kind of <laughs> Well, not not literally. Well, not, I guess you, not literally. I know. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh, Ryan." <laughs> you can, but I mean, it doesn't get you anywhere. Actually, I think it just causes you to get fined, and then you have to have medical treatment. So, um, anyways, it's a pretty good game. People should definitely check it out for sure. Well, the thing I'm going to talk about this week, I think absolutely everybody should check out. I had so much fun playing this today that Mm. I lost track of time. I know I asked for some suggestions over in Discord, so I am still going to check out um, Free and um, Artifact. I'm going to check those out for next week, so thank you guys so much. I do. I already own Artifact. I just haven't had a chance to actually jump in and play, but... um, Yeah, so I will get to those, and we'll talk about those next week for sure, but the one I want to talk about tonight is, like, if Subnautica, Mm -hmm. Don't Starve Together, and The Sims had a baby. (laughs) That sounds right up your alley. It is so much fun. It's a game called Raft. Right Mm -hmm. now it's 20% off on Steam, so I think I picked it up for just over $17 Canadian. You can either play it in single player or you can play with your friends, and I believe there are five different difficulty modes, so I'm playing on easy right now. Um, but yeah, there's five different difficulty modes. There's creative, which I haven't tried yet, but it's basically like everything is turned off except for wrath building. Hmm. Then there's, um, I think maybe it's called like beginner or something like that, or like story mode something. And that one is basically like, you don't have to worry about hunger, thirst. And then there's easy, medium and hard or easy, normal and hard. And they have varying difficulties in terms of how often sharks attack how much damage they do when they do attack um how quickly your thirst and hunger deplete and just kind of generic things like that it basically just ramps up the survival part of the game Mm -hmm. so the concept is you start and you can play this either by yourself and this is why i say don't starve together because you can actually play this in multiplayer as well. So I played a little while on my own, and then um, Matt ended up picking it up, and we played a little bit together tonight after dinner. And There are sharks. You, there are sharks. I'm surprised <laughs> you is, played this. Like, there are literal sharks in the screenshots here. Yes. it Basically, there is a shark constantly circling your raft, oh which my. makes it very difficult to um, actually, like, jump into the water and get anything especially very, very early on. But uh, also the shark will periodically attack the raft. And so he kind of like jumps up and starts chewing on a square of the raft. So it's your raft is all built in squares. And he'll start chewing on a square of your raft. And if you don't chase him off, like which basically you have to make a spear and then like stab him in the face enough to make him run away. Um, If you don't do that, then he'll destroy that piece of your raft. Mm-hmm. as well as anything on top of it. So we actually had um, like the the square of the raft with a research table on it, two walls, stairs, and uh, the second floor of our raft all on like one square foundation piece that the shark attacked and we didn't get him off and we lost everything. <laughs> oh no. And you don't get any and you don't get any materials back, nothing. 
Also, we found out if you throw materials like onto the deck of your raft and just leave them there, they will disappear after a short period of time. So you do actually have to like construct inventory boxes. But basically what it is, is it's a you start off with four squares and you're floating in the ocean along like just a generic kind of current. And you're given a metal hook with a with a rope on it. And the very beginning of the game is basically you are throwing the hook out into the ocean at like pieces of floating debris and then you're pulling them back in. And that's how you gather your materials. So in the very beginning of the game, you can't even steer your raft. You're just kind of at the mercy of the current and you just you just gather. And it's actually it's really um, not therapeutic, but like relaxing, I guess, is a good like word for it, even though there's a shark constantly circling you. And I was pretty terrified at the beginning. Um, over time, it just like it's like throw the hook reel in the hook, throw the hook reel in the hook and you're. <laughs> bouncing along on the ocean and like it's it's really relaxing <laughs> it's like the first 30 minutes of castaway it's just a nice exactly. good tom hanks movie yeah <laughs> i hear you so yeah like it was it was really super relaxing and then basically what there is is there is you start the game with some very uh rudimentary crafted options so pretty early on in my second or third go around I ended up crafting because you can craft either a paddle or a sail and I didn't do either one in my first time. And so I was down to two squares because I couldn't figure out how to make my raft bigger, like how to build more squares around my raft. So <laughs> the shark had destroyed two of my four starting squares. And I'm <laughs> like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. And then I got caught on an island, but I couldn't actually like jump onto the island because a lot of the islands and this is why you have to start like you can't just build your raft out you have to build up too because a lot of the islands are um like they don't actually come down to meet the water you oh. need to be high enough that you can jump up onto the island hmm. so it's like they have like sheer rock cliff sides basically they're like columns oh, rising out of the water so yeah is there like so there's a mechanic for building and scavenging materials but is there like a, a food mechanic like you're also managing yep. your health and your survival yeah so you have um food water and health so okay. um i haven't figured out yet i think um your health just kind of comes back over time there's no like bandages or anything you just have to make sure you don't die right but um the food and water is really interesting because you can make a fishing pole fairly early on and then you just cast off the side of your raft and then you just automatically after a certain amount of time get a fish. Mm -hmm. And there are like pools of fish that you'll see looking down into the water that you can try to like anchor your boat and fish at those schools and then they'll give you more fish. But um, in general, there's like there's fish. There's also um barrels that float by and sometimes the barrels will have in the very beginning of the game they'll have things like um potatoes and beets and then you can eventually build like little garden plots on your raft and then plant those Neat. and then when you harvest them like you plant one and you get two when you harvest them so you do have to manage oh and then you get you can eat them raw but then you end up with um you gain more of your or you get more full <laughs> if you cook them Okay. So you have to make a cooking fire and then you also have to make a water purification system. So all of this stuff is like your very like base level of your crafting tree. And then you craft the research station and then you can take 
pieces like materials like um, planks or um, palm fronds, like things like that, put them in your research station and then it'll teach you how to make new things. Like you can make a net that you put on your raft so that when you float by materials in the water, it automatically gets collected. Um, so you don't have to sit there with your hook, like fishing for materials, basically. Mm -hmm. So the point of the game is basically to explore and build your raft. And this is where I say it's kind of like, this is where like the sim part comes in because you start with this like four squares, like two by two little raft, and you can make the base as big or small as you want. There's no like physics to it really. It's just like, as long as there's something underneath it, like you can eventually like build up. So I've seen like people that start with like a four by four base and just go up and out. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's actually some really amazing. So this game has been out since May in early access. It's still in early access, but they've done a couple of really big updates and there's supposed to be another really big update coming very shortly which will allow you to actually have animals on your raft. So that you can like, yeah, you can <laughs> exactly very Noah's Arky. Um, so there is, there is a very, this is kind of where um, Subnautica, Subnautica comes in, obviously the water stuff, but um, it's, there's a story, mm -hmm. but it's very, very background and it's kind of driven by the tech by the tech tree so i don't want to spoil it because i kind of spoiled it for myself because i wanted to be able to tell you guys whether this had a point or whether it was just kind of like endless build your like house on a raft however you want like the sims sort of right. thing or if there was actually like a story and a point to it so there is a story and a point to it which is driven by the tech tree so the more things you find sometimes you can find recipes and you can find blueprints and stuff like in the barrels in the water so even though like if you can see a lot of the stuff that you can build at the beginning if you go to the research table, that's not the be-all and all of the crafting tree. So mm. it's uh, basically if you follow the tech tree all the way to the end and then build the big thing, then you can go on a path of discovery and it mm. tells you more about the world and, and what happened and everything else. So there is some story to it, but just building our raft and exploring the tech tree and trying to fight off the shark, all that kind of stuff. Like Matt and I lost track of time and we had tons of fun. And I, I literally said to him, I'm like, okay, I have to go. I have to do gamers in, but I'm like you, while I'm gone, you work on the raft. And then once I'm done gamers in, I'll log back in and I'll jump back in and it'll be good. Cause that's the thing. Like, so you create a world like uh, don't starve together. Like, so I would host a raft on a server and then I can either play by myself and then you just uncheck the friends can join button. Mm -hmm. Or I can like host my raft and then like you, Ryan, could jump in and out of my world, like my server. And then if I log off, then you no longer have access to it. Like it boots you out right away. But um, yeah, like we we had a we had a ton of fun um, just floating around on the raft and then trying to figure out like you, how to how to make an anchor and how the anchors work and then you know, like trying to actually get up to an um, an island. And the cool thing about islands is that islands have all kinds of stuff that's not available, like out floating in the ocean. Like oh, right, the yeah. very basic materials are floating in the ocean because that's your palm fronds, your planks, your barrels, and your plastics. And your sharks. But then, and your sharks, obviously. Yeah. But then there's a whole bunch of other things like metals and like heavy materials that it would make no sense if they were floating in the ocean. True. So those you can find like washed up on islands and stuff. And 
there's also a whole like underwater part of the world that I haven't really explored yet because first of all shark my yeah. pointy stick is not enough to deter the shark when I actually get in the water he eats me pretty quickly and uh also there's like a an oxygen bottle so you basically like take a plastic bottle and like tie it to your face and it lets you breathe a little That's bit longer underwater so like, I think the general idea is that um, you there there is something in the tech tree. There's something to be crafted that lets cool. you breathe longer underwater. So there's stuff underwater. I just haven't done any underwater exploration. I think there might be like resources. The shark scares and, me. Yeah, of course. But I'm curious. Yeah. So when you come to an island, do you anchor? Like, is there a way to anchor? Like, does it make you all get off? off the raft in order to go on the island or or can one per like what i'm trying oh, to no, say is person, did matt leave you on the island <laughs> he could have left me on the island right. but he did not well, <laughs> he that right there is yeah. had, but um <laughs> no basically it's like um there's a constant current mm-hmm. so you have to use the paddles and the sail together to try to maneuver your raft in such a way that you can access the island some of the island access is you know, low enough that you can do it with one set of stairs. Some of the islands are, you know, four or five stories up before you can actually access them. So the, uh, and you can also, uh, you can build ladders too. So as long as you have enough um, materials, you can build ladders to get higher and things like that. So um, we basically just used the sail and our paddles and then maneuvered ourselves so that our stairs were right next to the island, dropped the anchor and then, went up and pillaged the first level of the island we didn't have enough to get to the second level of the island but um and then once we were done then you just let go the anchor and continue on so it was uh we had had a ton of fun and i i feel like i'm not sure what the cap on a server is or if there are servers with like versus other people because you can definitely turn on friendly fire i had friendly fire turned off yeah it's probably turn on friendly fire (laughs) especially Um, when you're playing with matt or you, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> like, yeah, and Matt, because he would just beat me in any sort of PvP type situation. And, you know, me, because I would accidentally murder people. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm curious. Fire's just off. <laughs> it says with friends. So that doesn't, I'm just looking and see if there is like a hard I think cap. It's a co- I think it's a co-op thing. I don't think it's an actual like versus thing. Yeah. But I feel like it would just be so much fun. And it was kind of difficult to play by myself. Although it's not, it's an endless like scroller. Like if you just stay on your raft and it'll just keep floating with the current and there is no like edge of the world or anything. So you just kind of keep floating and floating and floating and floating. So my solo run through, I was playing um, like things were really slow because like I would have to gather all the materials and then, you know, look all through the crafting tree. And obviously before you're familiar with what the tech tree actually is, it takes a really long time to figure things out. Oh my God. One thing that I will tell you guys right off the bat, because this was the least intuitive thing in the game Mm -hmm. was how to actually add to your raft and make it bigger. You have to craft a building hammer, which I kind of figured that made sense. But then I was looking for like, raft pieces or foundation pieces or something in my tech tree it's not there you just need the building hammer and then enough raw materials that then when you have the building hammer equipped you Mm -hmm. just like move your cursor to the edge of the raft and it'll turn green and you'll build a square so 
I didn't realize that at first. I was like, okay, I need planks and a hammer and nails make sense of how I would make another square of the raft. I have all those things, but like how I was like trying to research it and stuff. Meanwhile, the shark is just eating away at my little raft and I'm down to two little squares. And I'm like, how do it's literally one square for me to stand on one square for the research table and me going, where's the rest of the raft? <laughs> I've got 50 planks. Why isn't this working? <laughs> so um, that's Great. the key is make sure you craft a building hammer and then you just have to hover like while the hammer's equipped, you just have to hover at the edge of your raft and that's how you build things. Mm -hmm. And if you right click, then it will show you another build menu that will tell you like you can build foundation pieces, you can build walls and posts and stairs. And that's where all your building stuff is, is inside the building hammer menu. But I literally after like probably about an hour of playtime had to Google it. Be like, how the hell do I build a foundation piece in raft? Like, what is this? And that's how you do it. So it's yeah. just it's just it's the least intuitive part but also the most important part because you can't like place stairs on top of your research station so like you need to be able to build your raft so anyways that's my little tip and trick for raft guys but that's good um it's on sale so as you said it's on sale it right is, now yeah. it's on sale until the 14th of january so if you want yeah, to get in the on weekend this sale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's like $18 Canadian, so probably like, what, 15 Probably around like 15 American, yeah. So yeah. I think like maybe even less American, actually. Yeah. But if uh, yeah, if anyone's Americans. interested, if anyone's interested in playing, do hit me up in Discord because like I said, I had a great time playing with Matt, but I feel like with a, with a team of like three or four people, it could be really, really cool. I'm not sure if there's actually a way to build like different rafts like because you start with your foundation of four and then you can add to it i'm not sure if like i left matt on an island if he could like jump in the water and build a like a one square raft and then if mm. we could both be floating around in the world on oh. two different rafts you i don't build, know if you can do that you could build him a doghouse yeah <laughs> Like if he does, like if he like you know doesn't like uh, turn the the coconut radio to your favorite station and and you're like okay that's it you're in the doghouse and you just have this little tethered buoy you know <laughs> uh, I mean that'd be pretty funny uh, that that'd be, be interesting I, I would imagine it wouldn't let you build two distinct rafts but like maybe like some tethered rafts or like a oh this is my pool house raft this is the main but this is the pool house over here. Uh, <laughs> You can uh, definitely like create a like a walkway between oh, two cool. rafts because you just have to make sure that you um you connect them with at least one mm. square of base material. So if you did just like a walkway of like one square long, but you could make it as long as you want and then build another big square raft, you could totally do that. And then I wonder what would happen if the shark went after the walkway. Because then if he broke the piece that was holding them together, you would think maybe you just maybe that part starts the part you're not standing on starts to sink or something. I don't know. Let's see what I mean. Like there's so many like cool different little, little scenarios and stuff mm -hmm. you can build. And it's like really is only limited by your imagination. Like I said, you float seemingly so far endlessly. Mm -hmm. So in theory, you could just keep floating around and uh, and just keep building as big and as much as you want. So that's where the Sims part comes in for me is like that was part of the thing that I really enjoyed when I first started playing The Sims was like building my own house and doing whatever I wanted. And that's literally what Raft is. It's just like build your own floating house and keep away the sharks. 
Yeah, no, it sounds really cool. It sounds I I really dig what they're doing with these uh, what they're doing now with these survival crafting games where they're adding a story into it. And I I do have Subnautica. I got it for free uh, from the Epic Game Store over the last month. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. But like I do appreciate when someone says like, "Oh, there's this new." Uh, survival crafting game and like no I'm not interested especially if it's multiplayer like I just don't have the time to like get people together and and find the fun but the fact Mm -hmm. that you're telling me that there's a story and a tech tree and progression that's the most important thing to me and it needs to be there at at the get-go not a promise for uh full launch you know like if it's an early access I won't touch it with that but well, and that's that was the other thing that I wanted mm. to say is that as much as this is an early access title, so it came out in May of last year, and I totally missed it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think oh, I I think it came up as one of my suggestions in like the carousel when I loaded Steam, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like twenty bucks or whatever, and I was like, eh, meh, probably like I'll add this to my wish list and see what happens. And then I literally did that a week ago, and then here we are, it's twenty percent off. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll pick it up and give it a shot, and. It doesn't feel like early access. There's um, a couple of little things that once I got used to it, I was like, okay, that's it's more like the control scheme that you've chosen to use as opposed to like a buggy early access title. Um, but it's made by a team of three people and it's super freaking fun and awesome so far. It doesn't feel like early access. It definitely feels small in scope and it seems like it's like procedurally generated right like it's just making more ocean in front of you as you go Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah like it's um small enough that it feels indie without feeling like buggy and broken i guess perfect so it's optimized unlike other early access exactly exactly and there are, I think, like I said, there's been two updates that happened in 2018. There's another update planned for soon in 2019 that'll allow you, like, so right now you can, like, grow your own crops and stuff on your raft. You'll be able to actually, like, keep your own animals and harvest eggs and hmm. kill them for meat and stuff like that. <laughs> so you can, you'll be able to do a lot of that in the new update that's coming, um, cool. as well as, I can't remember, there's another piece of the update. It's not just the animal husbandry part, but there's another part that's coming as well. Um so they are constantly adding to the game and they're doing a really good job of listening to the community and they've fixed a lot of things that weren't necessarily working as intended. They added like a bow and arrow so that you could shoot things further away and didn't have to be right up there hand to hand combat. So they're they're doing a really good job. And I think that uh, I think it'd be really fun with more people. So if anyone is interested in jumping on a raft with me and getting their crafting on then mm. and like i said like there is a, a bigger story or i guess like there's an end point to the game anyways like subnautica definitely had more of a story this one basically is like a payoff for getting to the end of a tech tree i guess like you definitely just start the game and there's no tutorial it throws you straight onto this like four piece raft and you just float and like, there's no explanation. There's no story. Great. There's no nothing. Like, so, so don't, yeah, like, don't, um, don't expect like some pop up saying you are. It's the year, blah blah blah, and you're doing this thing. Like, it's not like that. It's more like at the very end, once you've discovered the whole tech tree and built the big final thing, then you go to a place and get a story. Oh, cool. So it's it's there's a payoff for reaching like the end of the game, but even then, once you do it you don't have to stop you can just again keep 
exploding forever and building more and more and more. So it seems really cool, and I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of it. So I, I want you guys to get in there and, and come and play some Raft with me. That sounds great. It, I think it would be a great game night thing. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds For awesome. Sure. I think that's pretty much... I mean, it was a bit of a shorter show than normal, but I think that's pretty much going to do it for us tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Reminder, you guys, you can go on over to patreon.com slash thegamersin if you like what we do and you'd like to support the show. You can also join in the conversation over on bit.ly slash TGI Discord. I just mentioned I wanted to do some gameplay with you guys as well as uh, game night when it does return. If you want to get into games with Ryan and I, then uh, TGI Discord is the best place to do that. If you'd like to visit us on the web, you can go to gamersinpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays, Ryan's at R. Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. The video versions of all our episodes are streamed on Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash gamersin and are available after the fact over on Twitch. If you'd like to email the show and let us know what you're playing, you can do so at info at gamersinpodcast.com. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Yeah.